0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers post-game show. Another home game at Heinz Field. Another dud for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they fail to win their first game at home. They lose to the Baltimore Ravens on primetime. Sunday night football, 26-14. And let's be honest, folks, if you watch this game from start to finish, <clears throat> it wasn't even that close. 26 to 14 makes it seem like, well, maybe it was a game. It wasn't a game. If they Let's be honest here, and I'm joined by my co-host Lance Williams, as always. If it weren't for Alex Collins's fumble, this was a blowout waiting to happen. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, it would have been a blowout, but it happened, so it was not a blowout. But yes, it was trending that way. It looked very similar to the Kansas City game, where Kansas City gets the uh, turnover, defensive lineman scores, but it gets called back, and then it becomes a ball game. So it, kind of, it had that feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I I look at this, um, you know, everyone that listens to the shows, they know that I am the eternal when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am the glass half full guy. Lance always calls me joy, um, and he is pain. Even the most staunch Steelers apologist cannot say anything after this game based on the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers, not only looked unprepared they looked out of sorts they didn't execute well in any phase of the game um i'm seriously struggling as i'm sitting here thinking about who are the winners and losers in this game uh because every every week i put together a winners and losers column right now i have one winner and a whole slew of losers Um, So Lance, uh, just give me your knee-jerk reaction to the game. What do you think?
1: This isn't a good football team. This isn't a playoff football team. And this is the worst team in the AFC Central. Excuse me, AFC North. I'm dating myself. (laughs) The The Cleveland Browns are a better football team. Cincinnati is better, and so is Baltimore. This is the worst team in the division. It's not a good football team. It's not well coached. It doesn't execute well. The personnel and defensive side of football is bad. The offense has no rhythm, has no philosophy. It's too leaned on the quarterback and his ability to make plays. They're a bad football team. And through the quarter poll, I, I never saw this happening. I did not think this was going to happen. And I don't think there's any savior walking into the building, namely Le'Veon Bell, that's going to pull them out of the frying pan. They're going to have to just get better. But when you look at the defensive side of football, and the defense played pretty well today, this is the best they've played this year as a defense. They're just not playing complementary football. And complimentary involves solely on third down and how you execute on third down. They don't get people off the field, and they don't stay on the field. And that's a mark of a bad football team, and that's what they are.
0: So let me ask you this question, Lance, because I'm I'm on the YouTube live chat right now, and and there's obviously a lot of people venting, and that's totally fine. That's what that chat is for. You can do whatever you want in there. It doesn't mean we're gonna read it on the air, but it's just a place for you to kind of get your thoughts and feelings out. There's a this is on Twitter as well. It's on Facebook all the time. There's a lot of vitriol headed towards Mike Tomlin. Now you and I both like Mike Tomlin. We both think that he is a He's, I think he's a good coach. Uh, he might not do things in a conventional fashion. He might not do things the way most people think of when they think of, okay, this guy is a traditional style coach. I think he's effective. At what point is, is because I, I can't, I, I'm picturing myself as Art Rooney the second sitting up in his cushy press box and watching this thinking, what the heck is going on? Because this is a, Thirteen and three team last year. I don't care how they got to thirteen and three; they finished thirteen and three. And talk about a mess is what it looks like this year. At what point is Mike Tomlin's seat starting to get hot? In your opinion,
1: none. I mean, the guy hasn't had a losing season yet. I think only in Pittsburgh, where you've won six championships, with a coach coming off of back-to-back division titles. And going 13 and three would entertain hot seat questions in Week Four, only in Pittsburgh. So, because the Rooneys are loyal to coaches, they're patient. Some would say patient to a fault. There's no hot seat. They're a bad team. I mean, they're just a bad team right now. There's 12 games to go, and you can be a bad team in the National Football League. You know, in Pittsburgh, that's not supposed to happen, but it has happened. It happened under Cowher. It happened under no. There are going to be years when you're not good. And right now, they're not good.
0: Okay, so I, I hear you there. But what about – and I agree with the Mike Tomlin thing. What about the coordinators? Uh, I'm not thinking Randy Feetner is going to be a one-and-done coordinator as long as Ben Roethlisberger is in the fold. and Keith Butler, I mean, I, I'm not – like you said, I agree with you. The defense, I thought – played their most complete game of the season. Was it great? Right. No, it nice. wasn't great. But at the same time, when you're down Mike Hilton, you're down Morgan Burnett, your secondary's already thin, and then you lose Vince Williams to a hamstring injury. It's got the, the injuries are piling up. With that said, is Keith Butler on the hot seat for maybe a mid season firing? Cause bye week is coming up.
1: No, he won't get fired mid season. They won't do him like that. Uh, what they'll do is that they'll strip away the play calling. And and from what I can't pronounce her name, the ESPN reporter, the young lady, uh, she's reporting that Tomlin's calling the defense anyway. So, and and from her reports that Tomlin's in control, he's game planning it, he's calling it, he's doing a majority of it anyway. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, Tomlin's not going anywhere. So the coordinators are going to be gone, namely Joey Porter and Keith Butler. They're out of there. So they're going to make some changes. But the bottom line is the personnel isn't there. Ryan Shazier is hurt, and it's hard to replace a guy with the athletic ability of Ryan Shazier. What is happening to this defense It is getting gutted up the middle in the passing game. What does Ryan Shazier do particularly well? One of the things he did particularly well was be able to run with backs and run with tight ends and cover that in the slot. They can't do it anymore. They don't have the personnel to do it. And and the thing is, you can't scheme around it when everybody knows it, right? I mean, everybody knows it. So I I don't know what the answer is, but I have an idea. And that's not to go two of 12 on third down on offense Hmm. or three of 13 the week before that or three of 13 the week before that. You can't be. Almost the worst third down offense in the National Football League when you have a bad defense. Got to help them boys out.
0: Absolutely. So let's transition this from coaching coaches, coaches to the play on the field. You mentioned the third down offense, which was atrocious. Um, I just thought that for me, this is what's scary. For the four straight time, the Pittsburgh Steelers have opened the game and failed to even get a first down. They have scored, correct me if I'm wrong, zero first quarter points the entire year. Now, say what you want about the defense, but the defense has never had a chance to play with a lead, and they're on their heels. Is, if this, team, is, is this team just, they suck right now. It's just like what uh, Antonio Brown said the other day, because I'm pissed. We suck. They suck. It's just plain and simple. And if I'm saying that, that's bad because um, I'm a guy that hates to say that. I love the Steelers. I've always been a proud supporter of the Steelers. Even when Cowher was there and there was talk of him getting fired, I was always the guy's like, no, 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 they're fine. I'm not sure if this team's going to be fine. There's no way because, like you said, the personnel's just not there. What else, though, on the field, other than the way they started the game, the way they started the second half on offense, you brought up the third down offense. What else, when you look at the box score, stood out to you after this week four loss?
1: Well, well, let me give you the numbers, just so that, that fans are educated about the numbers on third down. The Ravens were 8 of 17, 47%. The Steelers were 2 of 12 on third down, 17%. And the Ravens were one of one on fourth down efficiency. The Steelers were zero of one. Um, it, it, for me, it's it, it's it's just really the philosophy, and some things they can't do. They can't cover backs in space. They can't cover tight ends. The way they play zone defense is really strange because they leave huge voids in the middle of the field. The other thing that's not showing up on the defensive side of football. They're not getting pressure. They really got after the Cleveland Browns in that first game. But ever since then, I mean, the sack numbers are down. They had a pretty good game in quarterback hits against Tampa Bay. But they're not, you know, they're not really disrupting or making it hard on quarterbacks. And quarterbacks have a smooth pocket. I mean, I think the thing to me that was very interesting in the game was they were rushing three. Like you no, know, riddle me this, Jeff. If if you can't cover, why do you rush three a majority of the time in the second half, particularly on third down? Like, why why do you do it? I mean, I know you don't want to get hurt on the back end, and you can't be over aggressive with the blitz. And that's what's really showing up, is because they can't cover. They can't be aggressive blitzing. And they really didn't blitz in the game because Mike Hilton was out. And we even saw last year that a lot of the pressure in the sacks that they got, it was from blitzing. Because they're so compromised on the back end, they can't blitz. They play conservative, and they can't cover. But I think what you're going to see moving forward is sort of what you saw tonight. They're going to stay pretty conservative and try to keep it in front of them and make plays on third down. I mean, that's the only thing I think they can do because they can't get exotic because I don't think they think the corners can hold up other than Joe Hayden. And and if Keith Butler puts the rookie Edmonds as the single high safety, he should be fired immediately. The kid can't do it. The the kid can't do it right now. I mean, he left Joe Hayden out to dry, and Joe Hayden was good enough to make that play. Uh, But... And they're just bad. They're pretty compromised right now.
0: Well, I mean, even when you look at the second big pass play to John Brown, uh, and that was they blitzed Sean Davis on that play. And so that left Terrell Edmonds by himself in the back end. We saw how that panned out. Um, The Steelers need to be smarter. Uh, There are some very telling comments coming from the Baltimore Ravens locker room um, after the game. It's mainly from Eric Weddle started off his news conference by saying, what did I tell you last week? This ain't the same damn Ravens. Uh, he said, we were a step ahead of the Steelers the entire game. Then he went on to say, um, after he said he felt they were a step ahead, he said they couldn't run the ball for anything. And that brings me to another key you know, statistic is rushing totals. The Steelers ran the ball. If you count Ryan Switzer's little jet sweep, They only ran the ball 10 times. Now, Roethlisberger gets credit for a carry on a kneel down to end the half, but 11 times total for 19 yards, a 1.7 average. This Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line is healthy. David DeCastro was back. Marcus Gilbert was back. There's no reason, in my opinion, why this team, and James Conner has proven that he can hit the holes if it's there, that they are underperforming this bad. I'm not sure what it is. I know Alejandro Villanueva didn't have a good game, uh, but running the football, there was no balance. There hasn't been balance since week one, and I don't even know if that would be balanced because even though they rushed for over 130 yards, they couldn't throw the ball at all. Um, To compound that, Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger, for whatever reason, are not on the same page. And when you look at the mannerisms of both players after a missed conversion, a missed opportunity. It's kind of scary, if you ask me. Uh, you see a lot of Ben Roethlisberger rolling his eyes, shaking his head, Antonio Brown's arms are up. Um, you normally would see them go over to each other on the sidelines, figure it out. Even Mark Caboli of The Athletic said on Twitter that these two guys are staying as far away as from each other as possible. I'm not so sure there isn't a little rift going on between those two. Uh, Roethlisberger probably sick of Brown's act. Brown just wants the football frustrations boil when you're losing, but at the same time, you have to wonder if this stuff is just building the lady on bell stuff, the Antonio Brown tweet stuff, and they're constantly having to answer questions about this stuff. And eventually sometimes it, bu- it bubbles over. I'm not sure. So, um, Lance, what else do you, uh, stood out in the game?
1: Well, well to, to the Antonio Brown Ben thing, I mean, Antonio Brown didn't really have a training camp. So, you know, as, as as many times as they've hooked up and practiced together, still, you. I mean, every year is a year unto itself. I mean, guys don't move the same. Guys don't throw the ball the same. So you still have to get, you still have to work a rhythm. I mean, you still have to do that. You can't cheat the game in that respect. You still have to practice. You still have to work a rhythm and kind of get into a flow. You asked a question about the running game. Well, hell, you can't have a running game if you don't run it. I mean, they don't run it, so they're not going to have a running game. It doesn't matter who's out there. If you're only going to run it nine times, you know, to Eric Weddle's comments, they couldn't run and look. Well, they didn't try to run it. I mean, you don't have to worry about the run if you don't run it. You can't. This run-pass mix is bad. I talked about it last week on the show, that this wasn't sustainable that there's no way you can score this many points and be this bad on third down. They can't sustain it. The problem with Randy Feetner being the offensive coordinator is he's like Arians. He's Ben's friend. Ben has tilted the offense and and I'd be mad too. If I'm a B you're throwing the ball almost 50 times, 45 times a game and we're losing dude. What are you doing? Can we run the ball? Can we do something else? I mean, he's putting it all in his hands. And If you're going to do that, you better not miss throws. You better be super crisp. Bottom line, I think what we're seeing is Ben is very good. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Ben ain't the guy to throw it 45 times a game and you win. He's not that guy. He's never been that guy. And won't be that guy. And all this does is, you know, it just begs the question, you know, do they need Le'Veon? You know, do they need him back? Because here's the thing. In my opinion, Connor is not good enough for Ben to say, well, maybe I should take it out of my hands and put it in his hands. And so what do you get? You get the quarterback chucking it. And what do you get? A one, two, and one record.
0: Yeah, but but at the same time with James Conner, other than week one, when has he ever been given a chance to actually prove his worth as a running back? You counting the, what, nine carries he had tonight for... That's what he ended up. Yeah, nine carries for 19 yards. I mean, are you, that's that's a good enough sample size. I'm not saying that James Conner is Le'Veon Bell because he's not. And, in fact, I don't think anyone is. But at the same time, I'm also not going to suggest that he is not a guy that the Steelers couldn't say, we're going to give it to you 25, 26, 27 or 8 times, and we're going to run it. We're going to be committed to running the ball to me it's always come back to and i've said this for years lance we've done this show now for like i don't know four years we've been working together it's all about balance it's not about how many rushing attempts how many passing attempts. it's about you need to do what the ravens did tonight and that's something you told me before we went on the air tonight is if you can have an offense that can run the football and also throw it when they want it's pick your poison and right now they're so pass happy and I understand it, but when, when you get up, I could have almost predicted this. So they, they claw their way back. It's 14-14. They get the two-point conversion to James Conner. And they come out in the third quarter, and they start with the football. And David Todd, who used to be on ESPN on Twitter, said, if they come out running the football, I'm going to be livid. And I could have predicted they were going to go run, run, pass. And what did they do? run run pass. They had thrown the ball to get into the, to get back into the game. They come out, they run Connor once, twice. I want to say they had a third and 3. They try to throw it, incomplete, punt the ball away. Um, there's just no there's no r- rhythm to the offense. There's no semblance of cohesion, and that's across the board. That's just not that's not just the offense. It's the defense. You see defenders turning around and their backs are to the football when the ball's being snapped. Uh, coaches are late getting guys subbed in, awful, awful from head to toe. Lance, what else you got? Anything?
1: I, I mean, it's, I mean, right now, I mean, they really have to break this down. And, and I think they have to get really simple with this. And they have to just really try to recognize what and who they are. On defense, they're going to have to be pretty vanilla. They're going to have to really focus on limiting the big play. They're not going to be able to get exotic, limit the big play, tackle, and try to get pass rush. On defense, excuse me, on offense, they are going to have to copy the Baltimore Ravens game plan. They're going to have to mix and run and really try to convert third downs to keep the defense off the field and mix in uh, a little more play action. Um, Until I think they get to those basic simple things and also just communicate well and execute what you're communicating. Um, But to your point about the first quarter scoring, the alarming thing about that is that's what you've worked on all week. When you come out and that doesn't work, that that's that that's pretty bad. I mean, you've been scheming this all week. As soon as you start the game, you know, it's it's out the window. And, and to your point, Jeff, I I, I bet you and, and somebody listened to the show on the live chat. Take a look at the game books. I, I can't look at it now. I bet the Steelers have gone three and out on every first drive this year.
0: Oh, so, man. yeah, you
1: maybe. know, so, so, you know, th- this is just a bad team and they have who they have Atlanta next. Yep. And it gets no easier with Atlanta because Ritley's emerged as a weapon. Uh, Julio Jones, you've got uh, Freeman, uh, you've got Coleman, you've got Matty Ice, you've got speed on the edges. I mean, they might get torn up again by Atlanta. So this might just be the year where they're not good. And some of you Steeler fans are young enough or too young to have experienced bad Steeler teams. But I lived in an era after the Steel Curtain, and they were bad for like a decade. So this might be something that you guys aren't used to, an average Steeler football team. Because right now, they're not even average. They're just plain on bad.
0: All right, well, let me ask you this, Lance. Um, knowing what we know now, and we're, well, I'll be darned, we're a quarter of the way through the season, 1, 2, and 1. I don't think anyone saw that coming. If I were to give you a mulligan and say I want you to predict the Steelers' overall win-loss record for the end of the season, counting the 1, 2, and 1 record, what are you saying?
1: 7 and 9. It can't be seven and nine because they have a tie. Well, well. Seven, eight, and one.
0: So it would be Mike Tomlin's first official losing season as a head coach. Yes. Okay. Uh it's it's tough because you look at the Steelers' schedule, it does not get easier. They have the Falcons at home, then they go to Cincinnati on the road, then they have their bye week, and then coming off the bye week, they have I want to say the Browns and then the Ravens again. It's all this, these AFC North games loaded in there. And um, as you mentioned, they could be the worst team in the AFC North, maybe with the Browns, give or take, because it's it's not good. So um, we could hammer away this box score until the cows come home. But let's let's leave our folks here that are watching us, uh, that are listening to this on podcast with some final thoughts here, Lance. Go ahead.
1: Well, you asked for heroes. I have one hero. Boswell seems to be back. I mean, he, I mean, he, he seems to be back. Uh, Jordan Berry is still Jordan Berry. Um, I don't know, fans. I mean, typically I'm not at a loss, but I, I don't know what to tell you guys to to really make you feel happy. I mean, the only thing I could think of is hopefully the Steelers can get healthy. You get Burnett back, uh, you get Hilton back, so you have your complement of DBs. You get all those guys back. You know, it, it's just, it, it, you know, they're just in a bad way. I mean, I, I feel more confident about this team if the offense were better on third down, and if the, ba- and, if the and if the offense wasn't as tilted as it is, but it's so tilted that. I don't have confidence that Ben respects the running game enough to play complimentary football to help his defense out. And I don't think Ben is good enough on third down to be like a fairway Freddie, you know, a guy that gets it in a fairway all the time. It just is machine like that converts third downs. And so I, I just don't think, you know, he can do that. And I don't think that's where they are. And, um you know i, I just don't know it, it, it's just they're in a bad way right now i i, I don't have the answers as yeah. kanye would say sway you ain't got the answers <laughs> and i don't
0: so yeah so i mean for me when i look at this as a whole i i i look forward to the, to the future and that's not just the rest of this season it's also next year and i ask, i asked myself man if if the writing's on the wall that this could be a process, that it's not going to be a okay, we have a bad year, we're going to get a higher draft pick, we're going to get a player that's going to come in and make a play or make a change, whatever. If Ben Roethlisberger doesn't say, you know what, I don't need this. <laughs> You know, I, I, you wondered if, the, if this could be the, the tipping point for him, especially a season that has been as tumultuous as this one has been from an off the field standpoint. And clearly there is a lot of football left to be played, but it's not, they're not in a good place right now, not in a good place right now. So uh, with that said um, what's coming up front on, on, on behind the dot com? Well, we're going to have a lot of breakdowns of this game. Uh, we're already going to start with some lead up to the Falcons game. Um, I think at this point, you know, with the website, we're still going to turn out the content and it's going to be creative. I'm going to have one of my writers look into the last time the Steelers started off this poorly, which I believe would have been 2013 when they started. 0 and four, that was when they went to England and lost the hapless Vikings over there. It was a bad season. Uh, it turned out to be an eight and eight year, but a bad season, and so we'll see what that might be. Uh, sometimes the, the history can kind of shine a light on the future. So we're going to have a lot of good content, so make sure you check that out. As for our podcasting platform, obviously, the post game tomorrow night you'll have the Steelers Hangover with Brian and Tony. Uh, Wednesday night will be our flagship podcast. The standard is a standard and Thursday night will be the Steelers preview. There might be a Q&A mixed in there. I might do one, a solo show uh, where I give Steelers fans a, a platform to kind of ask questions, air their grievances, so to speak. Uh, so Lance, any final words before we call tonight?
1: Anything on the live chat you want to address?
0: Uh, let me look. Right now,
1: while Jeff is looking for the live chat, I wanted to clarify something about Le'Veon Bell's contract status. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, even if he never reports, he doesn't have to accrue a season. Le'Veon Bell has played five seasons, so Le'Veon Bell is an unrestricted free agent. Depending, no matter what happens, he's accrued enough seasons. He he, he's he's you know he's had enough seasons. He played the four under his first contract at franchise the first time I believe that was the fifth year. So he's a UFA, no matter what happens.
0: Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot, there's, it's just a lot of people venting right now. <laughs> and why do you, you, you pick out
1: a good one? You got a good one.
0: Um, a good vent? I a, always love a good vent. A lot of people saying, you know, bench Big Ben, go out and get Bosa next year, talking about uh, Nick Bosa, uh, Joey Bosa's younger brother at Ohio State, um, some Dupree bashing. Um, just... uh is Ben ready to retire? Yada yada yada. Predictions on the season: We've got nine six and one, eight seven and one. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's just it's it's ugly. It's ugly right now. I mean, i have kind of at a loss. Anyone that knows me knows that that's rare. Well, let me rare. ask.
1: Let me ask you this, Jeff: True or false? Do they make the playoffs?
0: If I'm answering that right now, it's false. How can you say this team's a playoff team? I am. I'm, I'm watching this defense, and they're facing a. I don't know. The Ravens have first and twenty, and I know one of two things is going to happen on first down. They're going to give up at least ten yards, and so they're going to get back into second and third and manageable, or they're going to get called for a stupid penalty like illegal hands to the face, and they're going to give them a new set of downs no matter what. I have. No, I have no faith in the offense, and the. Here's what's crazy, and, and this would be something I might look up for an article. Is I would like to see when the Steelers put up points more than, say, a field goal or a touchdown. What is the defense done at the same time? This team has not played on the same page yet this year. The, the defense sucks; they give up fourteen, and then the Steelers' offense scores, but the defense is it, it's just never on. They're never on the it's same.
1: Not, it's, it's, it's not complimentary. I think that's largely due to how they're playing on offense. Offense dictates the flow of the game. And I I think that's where it is. But I would agree, it's not a playoff team. You know, they're going to struggle to get to nine wins. So I'm not confident at nine, six, and one. You know, I think I have them going on. Yeah, seven, what did I say? Seven, eight, and one. Yeah, I think I have them. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on them. Um, But, yeah, you know, we like venting. Venting's a good thing. And too bad we can't walk any of you guys off the bridge. I mean, the West End Bridge. I mean, you guys might you guys might all be diving in, man. But the only thing that's good about this is there is a game next Sunday. Is that game in Atlanta? No, or is it, it in it, Hines?
0: Is it Hinesfield Field again?
1: Ah, oh, well, it's not a house of horrors, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a house of horrors no. whatsoever. Um, did you listen to any of Tomlin's uh, postgame presser?
0: no i did not um i know we just published our steelers injury report after the game um what so i was
1: gonna ask what was vince's hamstring. status of Vince's hamstring
0: yeah they'll to probably wave but did you notice lj ford played in the backup role rather than medicavich so that's i guess yeah. something matthew hmm. thomas is what i'm saying at this point can it get any worse why not put the undrafted rookie out there see what he can do let him run around and make plays He's going to make mistakes, but hell, everyone else is making mistakes. What the hell is the difference? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah,
1: you listeners, it's bad when Jeff sounds like this. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Definitely. Ring the alarm. Yes. Because the sound is dying.
0: Whoa, eh? <laughs> it is not good. So, I'll tell you what, listeners, thanks for taking the time. Whether you're listening to us on YouTube, if you didn't know we had YouTube, go to YouTube. Search BTSC Steelers Radio, subscribe, like, comment. We thank you for the support there. If not, go to behind the find this podcast article. In there, you'll see two links where you can subscribe to our brand new platform, which is BTSC, uh, the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast platform, where all of our podcasts will go into one nice, neat collection. You can, if you're an Android user, if you're an Apple user, all those links are right there. So make sure you check that out. We appreciate the support there. So Steelers lose 26 14. I live in Maryland. This week's going to suck. If you don't live in Maryland, you should be happy. So, all right, folks, we'll see you next time on the post game.